at the time, there was a lot of people taking redundancy. It was two years before the crash and setting up cafes. And I'd look in the paper every week. I'd read the Times and the Independent and you'd see articles of uh, open a subway, open yeah. uh, open a, For, a, a Bodona place. Yeah. And then you'd see the CapEx that was required to be 300,000 euro. Sure. And sure. people would be taking redundancy and yeah. putting 300,000 in Correct. to a business to yeah. set up a franchise. Yes. And, I'd be thinking, and then you'd give away 25% of your taking yeah. before you do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say to my husband, the hell I could do this yeah, yeah I think yeah. I said it so many times he was like sure. if you're gonna do it just do it. do it very good the Guardian Irish Business Podcast is a tour around the entrepreneurial industry here in Dublin and across the country we have the great privilege here at Guardian of working with some of the most inspiring and influential small businesses in Ireland and the people that run them who are forming and shaping the future of many different sectors of the Irish economy I thought it would be interesting to chat to and learn from these people, which we do every day, but memorialize it in a podcast, which could then be shared with our friends and clients and you, the listener. This morning, I'm delighted to have a dynamic powerhouse in the food sector join us for chat. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Brain. Paul, welcome. Good Thank to you see you again. Much. Nice to be here. Good, good. Thanks for coming now. So, Paul, take us back to the start. Where did your passion for food come from? Gosh, where did it come? Well, it came from my family. My my mum's mum, my granny was uh, not a, not a head chef, but she was the lead chef in what was Osprestown House in Kildare. Okay. Uh, so she used to do weddings and things like. It was an old. She was an old kind of uh, like a, a family cook, but she was a, a lead chef down there. Right. So I started out doing chefing and kind of moved around different restaurants in the Kildare region. Went right. to Dublin and then over to, to the UK and came back home again. I think okay. all Irish come back home at some sure. stage. So. so when did you come back home, roughly? Uh, 2005. I'd been there for 10 years. Okay. I went over there for 10 years. I went to Leeds and lived in Leeds and Manchester. Right. Did a spin over there and came back in 2005. And coming back in 2005, which wasn't a bad time in the economy, is it then that you set up the lovely food company or had you a few roles in between? No, in 2005, I went straight back into what I was doing at the time, which was kind of contract catering. So cooking at work sites, so feeding right. the likes of. At that time, I was looking after Pfizer, which was Wyatt down in Newbridge. So okay. feeding two and a half thousand people a day, breakfast, wow. lunch and dinner. Right. Uh, and that sounds insane, but yeah, yeah. It's easier. To, sometimes it's easier to cook for two and a half thousand people than, two than people. to cook for two people sure. or five people. Okay. It sounds insane, but it's yeah. all, it's all, you know what two and a half thousand people want. Five right. people can be very, very fussy. Okay. So yeah, I went back into that for uh, seven years. And then in 2010, just at the height of the recession, 2010, mm. I decided I'd like to do, go out on my own and, and set up my own restaurant. Okay. That um, was, that was a big, bold decision in that I, Imagine you were earning good money at that time prior to it in the catering business. I it? was. It was a bit okay. of a shock when I did okay. my, my tax returns the year after because okay. I was earning, God, I think it was on nearly 80,000 at the time. Okay. And then when I opened up the restaurant, I paid myself uh, 400 euro a week. Okay. okay. And that was it. But that's all I needed to live on. It's amazing how you can, you can economize back down. Sure. So we were living on 80 grand. Okay. And then suddenly I was paying myself 400 euro a week, but I was at work right. uh, two thirds of the day sure. uh, and suddenly everything just fell back into place. So right. we did, funnily enough, we didn't miss the money at the time. Very good. It's right. it's a weird and, thing to and say. And was that the lovely food company, Turn Your? That, that was, was the lovely food company, Turn Your. That was the first Yeah, place. yeah. Okay. We opened that in 2010. Right. Uh, that was the first one I did. Very good. Um, 
yeah, I went down my own. It was a, it was a big learning curve. Yeah. It was a huge learning curve to kind of set up. And at the time, restaurants were there was a lot of units around like I know there's a housing crisis at the moment but when mm. I took on that building it was a little cafe downstairs right and the day I look over it I noticed there was a building above it a okay. little apartment above it and I right. asked the landlord about it and he said oh it's been stood empty for five years right so I asked him could I have it free for a year okay and he said yeah Very so good. which is insane I tell people this that he yeah, gave yeah. me a three-bedroom apartment free right for right. one year yeah uh, hard to comprehend account. now hard to comprehend yeah. Uh, and then he used to say to me like five years later, six years later, he was like, you know, you got that first deal. Yeah. And I was like, when I, I think it was a three bedroom apartment and I was paying something like 800 a month for it. For the apartment or the entire? For the apartment upstairs, the apartment, added okay. on to the rent downstairs. Okay. And he used to remind me of this all the time, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. tied him into a 15 year lease at that stage. Excellent. So. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. Yeah, so by all accounts, lovely food, uh, got a great reputation in the area. Very successful. You then said, I'm going again. Uh, Lovely food drum contra. Yeah, that was two thousand. I think it's. I, I likened that at the time. People say it's like a, it's like having a baby. You forget how difficult the first one was. Okay. And five years later, uh, twenty. 2015 Christmas 2015 I saw premises in Drumcondra a little small place again right. um, and I figured I might be able to do it so went in had a look at it mm. and again when the landlord came to see me I saw premises two doors down from it okay um, and asked him could I look at taking it on on a six-month lease to use as a backup at the time my the premises were too small so what I did was asked him could I take that on as a six-month lease and he gave that to me for free for six months um, and we put a deli in there at the same time so Right. Set up the cafe and a deli at the same time. Great. Very complimentary. You can come to your cafe, have the cakes, have yeah. the coffee, and then go next door to Bread and Butter Food Hall. Bread and Butter. Yeah, we call them, because they're separated by a business as well, there's a little uh, beauticians between them. So we give them two different names to right. differentiate between them then as right. well. So, But one complements the other. So people do come, have lunch in one, and then they'll go next door and buy olives or breads and cakes and things to take Great. away. Great. And how have you found, in particular, the last three, three years, you know, has COVID been good for the cafes or restaurants or what has been the overall picture? There I said, I'm lucky because my businesses were in the suburbs. Okay. If my business was in the center of town, we would be having a very different conversation. Dead, okay. like, they'd be gone. They'd right. be gone. They'd, right. like, there's a chance they'd be folded. Mm. Um, and as my accountant, you probably would have been advising me to get out. Sure. But because we were in the suburbs and yeah. people were working from home, people mm. got tired of feeding themselves. So yeah. it was always that little, I'll walk down and get a scone. Yeah. Well, it was the treat that you could, uh, you know, yeah. you, you weren't at one stage. It's hard to re remember this, but we were a two kilometer radius from your house. So, you know, yeah. even getting out for a coffee uh, to a nice location was really good yeah. to be in a, an area where you could get a nice coffee yeah. and cakes, etc. This is, this is what happens. So, yeah, yeah we yeah. had a lot of people just came down and kept us going as well. Yeah. And I've said from day one, the reason the business were successful in the beginning mm. was because we always treated our customers as stakeholders. And Great. that's the most important thing. Like we give back to the community and involve them all the time. Brilliant. So that was that was a key part to, to getting them to where they were. Good philosophy. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned giving back and participation in the community. Sure. In what ways in particular did you feel you've given back to the community or how did you do that? Um, there was a couple of ways, I suppose. One was when we went into Turnure, the first thing we did was get involved with the schools. And we used to do cookery demonstrations in the schools. Um, Fantastic. A lot of the teachers used to use the, the, the premises for their break. Okay. And then we offered to do cookery demonstrations. Uh, right. We'd go in and teach the kids how to make scones or even, even right. Rice Krispie cakes. Right. Um, and we'd talk about healthy eating and things like that. We sponsored a couple of jerseys for school uniforms and things like that. 
And that was a bit of advice I got. It was a really good bit of advice because when I opened up first, everybody contacted me and said, would you sponsor this? Would right. you sponsor that? Would you sponsor this? Sure. And I said yes to everything in year one. Okay. And it must have cost us a fortune. And it's very hard to say no it when, is, yeah. when, when somebody is saying, yeah, yeah, oh, we come in and eat with you every day. Yes. Will you sponsor sure. somebody's bike or sponsor this? Right. And you never say no. And then another business owner had said to me, do you know what you need to do? Nominate a charity. And then when right. somebody said to you, uh, can you sponsor this? You say, sure. oh, I'd love to, but... Yeah. We've a nominated charity right. and my nominated charities we still have them today are the motor neuron society because right. i lost an uncle to motor neuron okay um and cancer because of my dad as well lost right. my dad to cancer so we donate a fixed fee to them every month and when somebody asks me can we do something we can if we can yes. but we yeah. still donate to charities every sure. month so you have your policy it's that given back yeah, yeah. but yeah they, they we sponsored school jerseys and turned up at school events and things like that right and right yeah, that was really, really nice. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it was lovely. Great to hear. Great to hear. So I'm aware, Terenure, you've sold it. Why? What was that decision? What was your rationale around that? Sold it last year, in March last year. Um, it was... It's funny, Terenure and Drumcondra, two very different dynamics. The Drumcondra, Terenure is a very established neighborhood with an older demographic and Drumcondra is a very young demographic lots of young families moving in there lots of babies it's kind of a booming town right. uh, the property in turn was just too expensive for the same thing to happen okay we had two different pricing models across right. both of the businesses as well right. and like i'll give you an example we had a yeah. special in turn uh, it was a 25 euro meal three courses and a glass of a bottle of wine for 25 euros for two people for it was 25 euros per person per so person. it's 50 euro yeah but that was available Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Right. People would ring me, say, I, I need it for Saturday. I need a table of eight for the 25 euro deal. Yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. It's Saturday night. You can't yeah, have that. Yeah, yeah. But they'd be saying, we'd go to town. So they, they sure. were demanding it. Okay. But in drum con and I, and I was never able to put my prices up if I put my prices up. Right. It's just, it's a weird dynamic. Whereas right. drum Condra, okay. it's a young demographic. They, they don't mind going out and spending on the weekend because they've had a tough week and they say sure. brunch on a Saturday morning. That's yeah. my treat to myself. Yes. So yeah. I'm, I'm 30 and we're going to bring the child down as well. And right. we don't care what it costs because that's our treat to ourselves. Very good. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it was time. I'd, I'd, I'd had 10 years of the business in tenure. Okay. And it was time to kind of hand it over to somebody else. So, yeah, somebody else is making a really good go of it right now. Very good. Excellent. Good to hear. Yeah. Going back to when you started the business, am I correct in saying you you literally were about to open a lovely food tenure and you also took a full time job or a, a heavy consulting role as well? So I I worked for a catering company at the time and I left them to open up the restaurant. And the reason I kind of did it was at the time there was a lot of people taking redundancy. It was two years before the crash. Okay. A lot of people were taking redundancy, or a few years before the crash, people were taking redundancy and setting up cafes. And I'd look in the paper every week, I'd read the Times and the Independent, and you'd see articles of uh, open a subway, open yeah. uh, open a, For, a, a Bodona place. Yeah. And then you'd see the capex that was required to be 300,000 euros. Sure, and sure. people would be taking redundancy and yeah. putting 300,000 in Correct. to a business to yeah. set up a franchise. Yes. And, I'd be thinking, and then you'd give away 25% of your taking yeah. before you do anything. Yeah. yeah. And I would say to my husband, what the hell? I could do this. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I said it so many times. He was like, sure. if you're going to do it, just bloody do, do it. it. Very good. And there was a bit of me was brazen. I'm not going to lie. A bit of me was yeah. flippant and brazen thinking, I'm going to try to do this. So sure. yeah, I got, it's that thing. I got it into my head. Yeah. And I you just had to, to do, do it, it then. Yeah. I had to give it a go. Can I ask you, you know, the challenges of setting up a business in those circumstances, 
where did the funding come from? How, how did how, had you saved? Had you planned? Did you borrow? Had you an investor? No, I had no money. <laughs> no money. <laughs> I had no savings. I had, I had a couple of credit cards. Um, I read a lot of books, uh, and one of the books that I read was Brody Sweeney, who set up the O'Brien Sandwich Bar. He made it. He wrote a book, great book, and I still think it's one of my best best books that I've ever read. Okay, called Making Bread. Right. Um, Brody Sweeney. And it was about setting up the O'Brien sandwich bars. And obviously he did that back in the 90s, I yeah, think, the yeah. early 90s, mid 90s. Uh, and he talks about how he had no money and he went to each bank on a high street and asked to borrow 5,000 pounds, pounds at the time, uh, to buy a car. Right. And he went into each of the banks on the same day, yeah. known that the banks at the time didn't communicate with each other. And that's how he got his his money to start up his right. first cafe. And, and we're not going to be sued for mentioning that. That's well, I don't think it's in his it's in his book. <laughs> and then he caveats okay. it underneath saying, yeah. "I advise that nobody does this." Right. And I went straight out and did the exact same thing. Very I wrote good. a business case and I went to Bank of Ireland, AIB, and the credit union at the time. Right. Um, I won't say which credit union, but yeah. <laughs> when I sent the application into the credit union, yeah. the branch manager called me up and. Even though I had lived in England for 10 years beforehand and was not a member of that credit union, um, my mum advised me. She said, oh, look, he knows the family. And he literally called me up and said, you want 20 grand? Of course. Sure, I know your mum. Very good. And he gave it to me on the back of the fact that he knew my mum. Very good. And I didn't have an account with them. And I had no savings with them. So that tells you the different time we're in now. And can we just confirm, you have since paid back to 20 grand you borrowed from the credit union? It's gone. That credit union is gone as well. We just want to be strong on that. Yeah, you can verify that as well. Yeah, that was setting up 10 years. And obviously 10 years gone. But yeah, it was uh, all the banks then agreed to give me the money. Great. Um, so it was smaller pockets. I borrowed yeah. 25 grand from three different places. Right. And, and right. I used 75 grand then to set up the business. Paul, isn't it fantastic if you can sit here today and say, I, I borrowed and started with maybe 100 grand total, which is possible to do if you have the determination and yeah. the skills and ability and guts to do it. Like, you know, yeah. uh, others won't do it. They want to have 300, 400K, you know, mm. absolute luxury. Yeah. Uh, but you did it minimal budget you're sitting here today having had a successful businesses yeah yeah well it's crazy because then when i did drum condra i went back to bank of ireland at the time then Mm -hmm. and said look we're going to do this again and we borrowed sixty thousand. and we set up two businesses which were just shell and core one was um the bread and butter deli was a um an auctioneers okay uh so it wasn't fit out to had no restaurant no kitchen nothing in it so we had to fit that out entirely um and i was about going to builders and it's kind of what i do now is project management and saying okay that wall gray and that shelf there with this counter here and just did it all from the ground up ourselves right so yeah if you cut out the middlemen there's a lot of people out there making a lot of money yeah charging restaurateurs uh, a lot of money listen to you uh you're full of energy you just get going at things Break it to me. You got married and had kids during this time as well. Yeah, we got married and then had twins. Uh, and I took a few months out of the business. I was saying I'll, I'll stay. I'll be a stay-at-home dad. Sure. And I was going to take a year out of business. Yeah, I remember that. I think it la- how long did that last? Five months. Yeah. Five months. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to get back to work. Sure, yeah, I was sure. going stir crazy. I just, okay. Yeah, I just love. Yeah. I love working. I yes. love. I love yeah. the buzz of working. Your creativity, as well. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I like being out there. So break it to me. You you sold and uh, sold turn yours successfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Condra bread and butter is still there. They are, yeah. But even today, you're rushing somewhere. There's another project on. What's what's in your current life? So at the restaurants, at the risk of sounding flippant, were always a side project. I said like I wanted to see if I could do it, and I did it, and I worked in them for a little while. Um, 
but I didn't want to work there every day. So I took on some good managers and the managers run the business for me on a day-to-day basis. Right. And, and I go in and out and I, I kind of drop in and out and make sure everything is working well, but I let them kind of do their own thing. And I work full-time then as a project manager, setting up and building restaurants for a one of the major kind of catering companies here in the city. Right. Does that give you the opportunity or have has it come across your path where you've seen something and you said, God, that's perfect for me. I'd like to do it myself instead. 100%. But okay. that's it. I, I like I, I spend, we're building a restaurant for a client and the budget is nearly 3 million. So right. I spend lots of money for other clients, see ideas and then say, well, I, I could do that for a fraction of the cost. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all the fun of the fair. You spend somebody else's money and then right. use the ideas for that in your own idea. Very good. Yeah, it's brilliant. So you must be 20 years in the industry now. Longer, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, geez, kind of nearly thirty years doing it. I'm, okay. I'm forty eight next month, um, and I'm doing this since I'm eighteen. So right, right. There you go. Okay, yeah, nearly thirty years doing it. So, in all the time I've known you, you've been able to tackle problems, see opportunities. Is there something else on the horizon for you, or will you stick to the knitting and and the catering trade and the food sector? Or is there anything that you'd really like to say, I'd like to try that. I, I could be good at that. I don't know. I'm always like, so I just finished a course last night. I was in, I've done a, a six month course in UCD, a, a project management course as well. So I submitted my paper last night on that and did my exam two weeks ago. Um, and I'm always looking at other things. Right. I'd like to, yeah, further my education as well and do a couple more courses. It's, it's wild. I want to do a gardening course as well. Cause okay. I'd, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Just I for my too. own. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to do it. I see there's one in UCD as well, just right. to be able to, my downtime to be able to tinker away in the garden and sure. know what I'm doing as well, educate myself. I'm always of the assumption that if I can teach myself how to do it, then I don't yeah. need to pay an expert to do it. So, and it'll yeah. stick to me. So sure. that's kind of- Well, well thanks logic. for not dumping me, Paul, on the No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't never yeah. going to happen. No. Uh, maybe a quick pro pro, I'd, re- I'd reciprocate. And uh, I have an allotment just down the road. Oh, yeah. Very good for your headspace. And yeah, if you want a few it. tips, come on down and I'll, sh- I'll yeah, show you around. It. Yeah. It's so yeah. easy to switch off. Yeah, Absolutely. get into the garden and yeah. then just turn off. Everything just drifts away. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I-, I say to stressed clients, you should get yourself an allotment. Mm. I won't shout now. They say, why? I said, that's exactly why you need an allotment. 100%. Good for the head. Yeah. Good for the head. Yeah. Especially in, in my role, I don't produce anything. Down there at the allotment, I sow seeds. I reap the, the uh, fruits of my reward two months later, three months later. It's really good for you. Yeah. I, I find it's very, very good. Yeah. Looking back on your 30 years, was there, you mentioned your mother, which is perhaps where you got the interest in. But has there been anybody, and you mentioned Brodie Sweeney, who I admire in that the man, uh, O'Brien's was hugely successful. Yeah. S- failed spectacularly, a lot to do with Lisa's economy, etc. But now I believe Brodie's back with Camille Ty and hugely successful yeah. and really good. Yeah. But would he have been a, a person you admired or is there somebody else who stood out and said, I want to be like that. And he, he's been your, or has there been a person who's been a mentor to you and helped you along oh, the yeah. way? Yeah, there's a lot of people took a chance on me. I went to, I left school when I was 17 and went to college to be a chef. Uh, and then I went in, obviously I worked in hotels and well, chefs are grafters, but they don't sometimes have the smarts. So I didn't yeah, have the, the education. The commercial. Yeah, the commercial side of it yeah, as well. So sure. when I worked for the catering company, I worked for Armark for a long time. There was a manager in that and he then took me into his department. Right. And little things like when I'd be sending an email out to 400 people because we'd have 400 restaurants he would say send the email to me 
And I, I don't mind admitting this. He'd say, yeah. send the email to me and I'll check the grammar in it okay. and I'll do everything for you okay. and I'll send it back to you and right. then you send it out. Okay. And in the beginning, I used to be very embarrassed sending right. an email to my boss to get him to check it for me. Sure. But then he'd check it, I'd read it and I'd learn from what he checked yes. and then I'd send it out again and then yeah. it'd come from me. And he always did this thing where he always said, we, there was only two of us in it, okay. in, the, in the group, but he always said we. And right. it's something that stuck with me. I right. never, ever say I. Okay. When I talk okay. about the restaurant, say we did this, we yeah. did that, we did that. And then people yeah. always go, who's the we? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's only me. Yeah. But that but, doesn't matter. It's sure. all about, it's the business and we yeah. are the business. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this guy took a chance on me. And then I think you remember, I left the bit, I took like a few months out of the business to go work for him for free. He set up a, he also left then and he set up a successful, um, clocking in system, a, okay. a time management system. Right. He worked in restaurants before. He right. was one of the big times. He brought Nude to the Nude chain of restaurants. Okay. He brought them to Ireland right. with Bono and, and Norman Houston a number right. of years ago, right. 30 years ago. There was one on Grafton Street. Yeah. Um, and they, well, kind of went belly up and he went into this then as, as a sideline as well. So he works in tech now. But would I be here today without him? No, no. absolutely not. So can yeah. I just go back to something you said there? You said, did you say I worked for free for a number of months? For or? him, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, how long roughly? Nearly six months, five, okay. five or six months, yeah. It's, it's really interesting because in this series of meeting with, with entrepreneurs, a number of them have said, I worked for free for yeah. three months, six months, a year to get experience or to learn a trade. Seems for him, be, it was to help. It was to help him. He had no okay. money, so he was okay. working for free. Right. And um, yeah, he, he was... He was he he was passionate about making this a success right. and he just kept saying to me will you help me um, and at the time i was working in the restaurant so this was kind of the start of my exit i had opened turn your this was eight months into turn your i had a manager that was helping me and he asked me to help out so i went to work for him for six months what it also taught me was a tech company mm. is that i hate tech okay, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. and i just couldn't work in it, right. in, in that right. industry sure. it just sure. made my mind boggle right uh, and you either love it or you don't yeah. and i didn't yeah. like it but I would have done anything to help him. So Very good. six months was the time that yeah. he needed me. And then I went back to uh, do my own thing again. Whilst you seem to have helped people out in life, I'm sure people have given back to you as well due to your nature. You've helped them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What goes around comes around. Absolutely. It's great. It's, uh, I, uh, when I was thinking about buying a car, yeah. you were the first person I was talking to. And I bought the car that you recommended. Excellent. You yeah. kept telling me to hang on and hang on and hang on. And yeah. I, I ended up buying the electric car. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it is that. Good. Share the knowledge. If you don't mind me saying, we got a bargain with those cars, the, the ID4s. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the yeah. time, sure, everybody wants one now. Sure. Like, the and delay on them is, is insane. And I, I believe we could sell the cars we bought whenever it was uh, for more than we paid for them now, you know. But, yeah. you know, we need to replace the cars. So we'll keep our cars. I've scratched know? into a few things there. Oh, <laughs> no, mine's not worth no, what good. I paid for it. No, good. Okay. <laughs> good. You also mentioned uh, that you came upon the realization you'd never wanted to work in tech. Expand yeah. on that for me. It's a uh, tech is a very different lifestyle to restaurants. Restaurants are full of well, they're full of you, people like you just coming in every day, want to have a chat and talk right. about coffee. Tech guys are sitting in front of laptops, getting excited when a program works. Sure. I, I could barely use Excel. Okay, so I was doing a lot of sales for him as well, and calling up restaurants that I knew and asking them to to come on board. So I just realized that. I like the creativity side of business, going out, meeting customers, 
uh, working in restaurants, all, all that kind of thing. It's just like it's meeting people, right. meeting people, uh, and working in an office nine to five every yeah. day, sitting yeah. in front of a laptop. Yeah. And that's not me. Not good, it's yeah. definitely not me. Yeah, I, I find it difficult as well sitting in the office here. Yeah. I like to get out, and meet yeah, the clients. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the good thing about like my job is I, I'm in somewhere different every day. I, I'm very, I've been in because we feed people at work. So I've been in prisons. I've been on an oil rig. I have been in most of the multinationals. I've been in all their restaurants as well. So right. I've been in all the universities, the hospitals, there's cafes everywhere. So right. I've been in all of these. It's I, it's a funny demographic about sure. where it is, but people have to be fed. Yeah. There's cafes in all these places. I, I, the aspect of my job, I like Paul, and from listening to you, I think it's much the same. So we have 400 clients. Every single one is different. Mm. And I love to hear their stories and their challenges, their problems, help them through those problems. Yeah. They're all unique and different. Yeah. So like that, you're going to the, a prison to set up the cafe there. What's the menu? Who's the, the target audience? Yeah. Is there a price point? That's it. Uh, and yet you're going then to multinational companies who say, just make it so, Paul. Yeah. I'd make it nice. right? Yeah. And, and you've got that leeway then and your creativity and expand. So, so it really, uh, I'm delighted to hear and see Paul your passion is still there 30 years on. You're not slowing down. No, hanging on for a little while. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to get the pensions full. So yeah, uh, we've, we've a few years left. And I yeah, say, we'll, 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 we'll help have you to stick around. For, we'll help for you with years. that. No Perfect. problem at all. I was going to ask you, uh, the, was it like losing your baby to lose Terenure? And in particular, Lark were the purchasers of that. Uh, mm. Have you kept in touch or, or how, how has that relationship been? It, it, the answer is no. It wasn't no. like losing okay. a baby. I'm okay. not sentimental about stuff like okay. that. I've sold right. houses in the past uh, right. and the, the, the memories are in your head. Yeah. It's not tied up in a building. So okay. no, yeah, when, when when the party's over, the party's over. You right. pass it on to somebody else and let them have a go of it. Okay. Uh, and people used to say, what if you walk by it? And what if you hear he sold it for a million? And good yeah. on him. He put extra effort into it. So no, it definitely wasn't like uh, selling the baby. Okay. And, and I, and I, do I miss it? No, it's just, it's okay. it's a part of my life. At part, absolutely. Move yeah. on next stage. Yeah, next thing. Okay, very good. Uh, I suppose one of the unique things about bread and butter, uh, you elected to have a pastry chef on site mm. in bread and butter. Is that still the case? And do you feel that that's reaped reward for you? 100%, yeah. Right. Yeah, at the time, the Broderick's brothers were making the bars that you see everywhere. And yes. I know the two boys that own Broderick's well. Okay. Own, past tense. Okay. Um, yeah, they are, they're, their cakes were everywhere in right. every topaz, in every coffee shop. And it was one of the things that we set out to advertise that we made everything on site. Okay. And then the guys could see the pastry chef working away. That's something we do to this day. Right. Uh, our cakes are not square. They're slightly off cuts as well. Okay. But that's because we make everything Very our, ourselves on site as well. And if somebody comes in and said, could you try to make that with pistachio? Yeah. We'll do it for them You'll as try well. try it. Okay. Yeah, so it stood to us as well. Very, very um, good. Yeah. Uh, okay. oh, look, we charge a little bit more. Sure. But people know exactly what they're getting as okay. well. So okay. yeah, it's something I stand over. But it's great. It seems to be that you're really in touch with your clients or your customers and take their feedback Stakeholders, yeah, stakeholders, yeah, yeah. If they don't, if you don't give them what they want, what yeah, they want, what they, they won't want. come. Sure. Yeah. And I explained sure. this to the staff. I tried to say this when, you know, if we don't have customers, then we don't have money. If we don't have money, we don't have hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's what customers keep the business open. So Great. give them what they want. Very good. Did you adopt your hours? Did you have to change during COVID? Just speaking of which, I mean, uh, I drove by in particular on a on a Saturday evening, and I. Uh, by Drumcondra and I saw people outside drinking coffee which you know mm. we're used to in Ireland driving by seeing people drinking 
alcohol outside. But I thought it was fantastic. The sun shining out on, on the road there and your customers sitting outside. Is that Has that been a permanent change now or, or have you learned or has there been pluses from COVID? Um, we're very lucky that we have a big courtyard to the front of Drumcondra. Right. We're uh, one of the closest cafes to Crow Park as well and we have a big courtyard that seats maybe 50 people on a match day. I can get nearly 100 people <laughs> out right. there. Okay. Um, Excellent. So we make we make a hay while the sun shines. Great. At the height of COVID, obviously the restaurant's closed. So the restaurant was gone and we we availed of the subsidies and, and that helped us through that. Right. Bread and butter closed for one week in the entire pandemic. And that was that first week when we were all sent that home on the Friday that. evening. It was a couple okay. of weeks into it and it okay. was. It was that they announced the first week was fine. And then I think it was like three or four weeks into it. They announced that everybody had the shut. And there was only a couple of people that were allowed to stay open. So that night, yeah, we shut down. And would you believe we we emptied the fridge and the freezer out, filled up the cars and went to hospitals, homeless shelters, you name it. And we could not give the food away. Wow. I had oh. to give it to all the neighbors on the street because all the restaurants had shut down. Okay. And they'd all done the same thing. They sure. had turned up with all this food right, that they couldn't okay. use rather than spoil it. Oh. So I went home and... The irony is we went back home and I walked up and down my street and introduced myself to neighbors and gave them all free boxes as well. Great. And ended up meeting all the neighbors yeah. that I'd never met on the road That's as well. Fantastic. There was a little old lady who was 92 up the road. Right. Um, yeah. Wasn't that lovely? It was, yeah. Look, it was yeah. either that or put it in the bin. Yeah. So it was so a bit strange turning w- up. Would you mind just confirming your address there so I can buy yeah. a house next time? <laughs> <laughs> We've moved. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, you just couldn't yeah. give food away at the time. Right. And, and right. so, yeah, we closed for one week. Right. But then outside of that, Bread and butter did all right through it. It was fine. Right. There was people yeah. kind of working from home, people coming down. Right. I, I just really like to hear that story of giving the food to neighbours because personally, I think COVID brought a bit of uh, warmth back to Irish people. People said hello to each mm. other again, walking along. It was, it was less stress. Yeah. Nice environment. Uh, and I do think uh, a lot of people have retained that. Yeah. But sadly, I think we're back to blowing the horns in the traffic. The traffic is very heavy. I was out yesterday. Oh, it's wild. Oh, it's not good. Not good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think working from home has been a really positive thing and, and helped a lot of people to de-stress their lives. Yeah. So that, that to me has been a huge, big plus coming out of COVID. Without a doubt. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. there's a massive mindset change. Um, I became a vegetarian a year ago. I'm an electric, dri- an electric car driving teetotal vegetarian all in the last few years right uh but it is that lifestyle change you look at it and you just go you look around you and like everything that's going on in the world right now you just gotta it's whatever little bits you can do yourself so yeah i don't want to eat animals anymore i sound weird owning restaurants saying i don't want to eat animals but that's my personal choice i don't want to eat animals anymore um and i feel better all these little changes you make in your life so i think that's what we need to do now because the irony is yeah hit two years ago this moment now feels like the most manic that people have been. That's what we're, the sense that we're getting from customers. Do you mean personally, that they're under pressure? Or? Yeah, with the war and okay. the, res- the impen- p- potential recession. Right. So people right. that are coming to us, our staff, right. rents are going up. Yeah, The world just feels a funny place right now. So it's yeah. time to take stock and take yeah. a deep breath and get down to the allotment. Good point. I, I agree because it is, there's a lot of external factors beyond our control. Mm. And it is strange in that I, I personally, I think we have had it quite good here in Ireland now for a long number of years. Yeah. And sadly, a number of the uh, younger people haven't ever experienced hardship. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're working a lot of large tech companies earning serious salaries. Yeah and being able to do what they want. But look, I'm not wishing doom and gloom, but no. I just hope if there's a correction, it's small, we can get on with it. 
cut back a little bit and uh, everybody's still happy you know that'd be my my hope it's true I, I before i came here i was talking to some suppliers and so sunflower oil, i never even thought about this but one of the suppliers was telling me that sunflower oil is about to hit the same price as virgin olive oil wow think of sunflowers where yeah. did it come from sure russia and ukraine right. so right. there is no seeds there is no sunflower seeds there is nothing there's no the crops across europe have all been devastated right. because of the war so well paul if it's of any use to you i reckon i have maybe two to three hundred sunflower plants <laughs> growing in the allotment at the moment i know? let them know i think they uh, need yeah. a bit more but okay yeah isn't but, that crazy to think that yeah. sunflower oil which you, it sells for about a, a euro 80 cent a, a bottle right is about to hit four or five euro a bottle wow Right. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And this is the cumulative effect I think we're all going to experience. Yeah. Uh, the whole supply chain is, yeah, it's going to be a difficult period. But yeah. hopefully we're, we're prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. it'll be yeah. back. And we can do it. Yeah. So looking back, and you're by no means ready to retire in any way, but you're, you're 30 years on to your career. Sitting here today, uh, Paul Brian, the 18-year-old, leaving school, walking out, uh, what would you say to the 18 year old Paul Brain? Gosh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm a very different person to who I was back then. I think you live and learn. Youth is wasted on the young, isn't it? There's, there's nothing right. you can say. They okay. just, you just don't get it at the time. Right. You have to go out and live yeah. and learn. And the older you get, the more you appreciate things. So, sure. Make yeah. the mistakes. Make the mistakes. Yeah. Like go yeah. off and do what you have to do. There isn't an 18 year old that wants to work hard in the world. Like there genuinely isn't. They just want to go off, see the world, enjoy life. That's what you got to do. Yeah. And then I think I think it's weird that what I'm doing now is very much different to what I set out to do. So I think it's a lot to put on an 18 year old to choose their career for the rest of their life. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah. Let it just pan out and see what sure. happens as it goes. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been too bad. Sure. When I was studying and it mentioned that at the time that it was envisaged people would change careers at least twice or three times in their lifetime. I've yet to really see maybe twice uh but not the serial job changer or career changer mm -hmm. but maybe it's coming and maybe maybe th that the next generation uh i think so yeah, yeah. will we'll experience yeah. that it, it, it's a potential they yeah. say some of the jobs now that the kids will do aren't even invented yet so yes yeah which is yeah. which is insane when you think sure about it. yeah it's difficult for me to comprehend and maybe yeah. i don't want to have to comprehend you know? well like tiktokers there was no tiktok 10 years ago and that's, that's a career right. now like yeah. what the hell is that yeah 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 so of all the jobs and positions you had, what was what has been your favorite? What gave you the most satisfaction or what are you the most proud of? Um, I don't know. I, I love my, my current job is my favorite job, without okay. a doubt. Throughout right. my career, my current job, the, right. the, 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 the job that I work for another company, the, yes. the project manager job. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I just I get up, I get so much excitement out of right. it. The restaurants, I'm not going to lie, they nearly killed me. They were right. great. Yes, but the stress involved in setting up a business and being HR manager, head of procurement, head of bloody everything. Right, you never switch off, and sure. I'm sure all your all your clients will tell you the same thing. Yeah. I think there's two different kinds of people that those that want to work for somebody mm -hmm. and those that want to work for themselves. And the perks where working for yourself is that I can just come in here now and meet you this sure. morning for a coffee and have yeah. this chat. Yeah. The, the downside of that is that when I get out my phone, I'll have 20 missed calls right. and people will be ringing me about a, a blown bulb. Sure. So it's it's relentless. So yeah. there's that stuff that never goes away when you're a business owner. Um, but that's not to say I wasn't very proud of what we did with the business. Right. We employed at, you know, at the height of it, we were employing 35 people. Very good. Um, now we employ 
almost 20 people across Drum Condra, and that'll ramp up over the summer. So okay. that's a nice thing to say. Sure. That doesn't put money in the bank and like as an account yeah. and you're like, oh, but it's an achievement. Fun. It is. It's, it's nice. It's nice to say that we have. Yeah, we're, strange. We're you, you say what you've just said in regard that your current job is your you're enjoying it the most. Having been your own boss, maybe for 20 years of the 30 years, right? And that yeah. you did work for some people at the time. How have you adopted? You must uh, report to somebody. How, how have you taken that? Because personally, I don't think I could sit down in front of somebody and they tell me what to do. Now, maybe it's not as blunt as that in your in your relationship or setup. But how are you coping with that after being, you know, if you wanted to paint the restaurant purple, you could do it. You didn't have to ask anybody. Mm. How are you finding that? I have a great boss. He great lets boss, me off okay. to do whatever. Like he trusts me. I've built up a good relationship with him and he just says, he, I've autonomy to do whatever I want. So oh, okay. if he says, you just go ahead and do this and right. we know you're my, you're my best interest in the business. Great. When I talk about his business, I yeah. say, we, our, right. it's our business. Okay. So I, I look at his business as our own. Okay. Um, he sounds like a, a clever guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, okay. he's been around a long time. Okay. He's a good guy as well, but he trusts me and I do. I'd never... I'd never intentionally make a decision that would in any way be detrimental to his business. Right. It's always, I'd always treat it as if it was my own. And I say that to him, if I'm putting a point forward, I'd say, oh God, Michael, like if this was me and you often ask me, he would say that to me, Paul, right. if this is your business, what would you do? Right. If he's looking for a piece of advice. So, yeah. yeah. So that's that's why it works so well that I'm that I'm with him nearly ten nearly ten years because I went to him a year after opening Turnure. Okay. I've been right. I've been with them that long. That that's a, a great achievement in itself. Yeah. I, I really admire you because a lot of of business owners who've enjoyed it and been successful, maybe they're bought out and they have to stay on for a one or two year earnout. Money don't last a one or two years. They mm. just can't take the uh, the reporting to somebody else, you know. But you seem to have nailed it. Well ah, done. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good. Paul Brain, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. If you want to learn a little more about Garden, you can go to gardenaccountants.ie where you'll learn about everything that we can do. If you're enjoying the Garden Irish Business Podcast, please do share it with your friends and colleagues and don't forget to subscribe, like and review wherever you are listening. Thanks for listening. Until next time.